It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Barros for Pompey, round Koshak goes down, penalty to Portsmouth and Old Trafford. Barros tripped by Thomas Koshak, who sent off Lantari do the job. He steps up, left-footed, scores for Pompey. They lead at Old Trafford in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jamal Lowe's onside, the flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face of goal. This is Three Lads in the Pub. Episode 16 of Three Lads in the Pub. We are coming to you this week from Glastonbury. No, we're at the Shepherd's Crook uh, on this uh, Sunday night with some live music on. It is about to finish. Uh, so hopefully you can uh, hear what we're saying. It's coming through loud and clear here. Good evening, Jeff Harris. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? No, I'm good. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, I'm all good. Ryan, how are you doing, mate? Hello, gentlemen. I'm uh, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, getting on with it. Good stuff. Uh, right, beers uh, at the Shepherd's Group always goes down well. Uh, I've got a Madri, Jeff. Madri. That, yeah, Madri for Jeff. And Ryan? I've got a Guinness in a John Smith's glass. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good drink, but uh, it's... I'm not sure if uh, an ethical crime has been committed. <laughs> you got a sensory overload. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you're drinking. Uh, I've, I've got an Irish drink in the most Brexit glass possible. <laughs> uh, but some good choices as ever around the table. Uh, so let's uh, let's get stuck in there. Obviously, sorry for the week off we had. Unfortunately, life does get in the way sometimes. Been a bit hectic. Uh, but let's start then with Derby. I mean, for starters, I said before, it's on the TV. It's gonna be shit. What was your views on it, Ryan? The reaction to Derby... The reaction to Derby was one of people who haven't watched our previous games. When you actually look at the Derby game over the 90 minutes, that was not the worst performance Pompey put in over the last month. We were far worse at Morecambe and deserved far less than what we got at Morecambe. 
round of applause for Mama Bell, the support acts, the three lads in the pub. They're only, they're only here for us, really. Uh, but yeah, we, we were far worse at Morecambe than we were at home to Derby. We were worse against Charlton. We were worse against Forest Green. We were worse against Oxford. We were probably slightly less than that against Shrewsbury. We actually got at Derby very well. Like we caught, we asked them questions. The one major flaw in the Derby game, and this is where I can't say our performance was too good. You do not get that much praise in a football game if it takes you 92 minutes to have a shot on target. No. Now, for the amount that we got around Derby, over Derby, through Derby, for the amount that we shut Derby out after half an hour, like what were McGoldrick and Co doing after half an hour? They didn't sniff us out in the second half at all. So it was actually across the board a fairly competent performance compared to Morecambe, Oxford, FGR, Charlton. But you're not going to get that much praise because it took you 92 minutes to get a shot on target, which was a P-roller from Mingy. So I saw signs of improvement against Derby, but I'm not going to call it a good performance because th there's only one objective in a football game to score goals. And you ain't going to score if you don't get shots on target. Exactly. And, and it was... Uh... It, I would say it's a steady point. Yeah. Nothing more than that. You know, you kind of middle of the road performance. 92 minutes to have one shot on target is, is not acceptable. No. And Especially considering the opportunities we got into. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I get people's grievance about that performance. On any other day, on in any other, you know, month, a point against Derby isn't a bad result considering where we've been yeah yeah you know but given the the recent run of form five draws out of eight i think it is in in the league one shot on target like you said 92nd minute that that's it's just a below par performance <coughs> and it, it's it's the look i've long said i don't think scarlet Scarlett and Bishop can play out top. And it's quite interesting what Danny Cowley said about Piggott and Bishop, that they occupy the same space. Well, they didn't occupy the same space first game of the season at Sheffield Wednesday. No. They haven't occupied the same space when Piggott set up Bishop in those early games before Scarlett came into the team. So I'm not buying into that. I don't subscribe to Danny Cowley's synopsis of they, they occupy the same space. And in the games when Piggott has come on, 10, 15 minutes ago and Bishop's up top, it's Piggott who drops drops into the hole and Bishop's the more advanced striker. So I, I, I really don't, really don't get that comment. And we were just, like I said, we were, we were below, below par on against Derby. Yeah, and I think it goes to show how bad Morecambe was, that Derby was an improvement when it was below par. Yeah, yeah. Like Morecambe was probably... Outside of the last half an hour, Morecambe for that first 60 minutes was among the worst 60 minutes of football I've watched under Danny Cowley. And again, a lot of a lot of the guys who started that game were, you know, starting players. Ogilvy started that game, Robertson started that game, Raggett started that game, Pack started that game, Bishop started that game, Scarlett started that game. That wasn't the uh, that, uh, Dale started that game. That wasn't the, you know, the much changed eleven. You're talking about seven, eight guys played at Morecambe, and it was some of the worst I've seen for Pompey under Cowley. 
That, and yet Derby was still better than that. That Derby game could have been totally different if McGoldrick's shot had gone in. I know. Just Josh Griffiths say. had given that up. Yeah. Now, now he has. Don't get me wrong. He's put he's put some top spin on that, and the ball dipped at the last minute. But Griffiths gave up on that as soon as it was hit. Didn't even make a concerted effort to get across and say, oh, "I'm going to cover this just in case," because he was in. Well, there was no way he'd get to it anyway if that was on target. That no. was going top, but top I, corner. I expected that to go into the net. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was an unbelievable strike and he got unlucky with it. I think that was one of them goals, right? The rare goals that are scored at Fratton Park where you probably would have seen a few people clap. Yeah, you, you just see a, a begrudging bit, of, you know. Do you know what? As soon as I saw enough. that, right? As soon as he had that shot, I was straight on YouTube to watch Tom Eves' goal against us because I thought, I've got to watch that again. Oh, that, that flick that over was, the head for Gillingham. What a goal. Yeah. That was one I Yeah, that would have been one I of those few clap. goals you'd think, yeah, all right, fair, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, yeah obviously, but we don't want to... All in all, lads. Yeah. Nil-nil result, probably fair. In the end, we'll fair be lucky result. to get yeah. away with it. We, we, did, we, we didn't concede. Derby. We didn't concede. It's a point. They're, yeah. they're the positives. Move yeah. on to the next one, the, uh, the the big one. Oh, the uh, the, papi- <laughs> the pizza trophy. Uh, I mean, if I'm honest, I don't... Oh, hello. I know Ipswich... They're, makes... they're even hyping up the big one <laughs> with that drum roll. Uh, I know Ipswich made quite a few changes. Pompey still went fairly strong, didn't they, in that yeah, game? Yeah, but so did we. To yeah. be honest, if you look at some of the players now, 11 for Ipswich, they had Wolfenden, they had Edmondson, they had Harness, uh, Burns played in that game as well. Like, quite a few of their starters played in that game. I was surprised by how strong they went. Like, whereas we, you know... The Dapo. No, not the Dapo, but uh, uh, Pinucci Kamara. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of their, uh, a lot of that starting eleven that you'd normally expect for Ipswich played in that game, whereas we put out Oliver Amy, we put Freeman out. You know, we, we also went with a fairly strong side. I, the two sides were fairly well matched in terms of how many changes were made. Uh, obviously, Ipswich fans are trying to cover it off, saying, well, we made loads of changes. So did we. They, what, they you, also... you, think, you think what? Tunnicliffe, Freeman and Oliver Yemi start every week, do you? They also won the league, didn't they, a lot longer? They, they did. <laughs> uh, I will say that's probably one of probably one of the lowest away attendances I've been a part of. Uh, 200, wasn't it? 240 yeah. of us yeah. went. I actually don't think there was 240 in there because of the coach crash, was there? Yeah, oh, yeah uh, of course. shout out to Banksy's coach, which got involved in a, in a collision on the A12 just outside Colchester. I mean, you almost did, didn't you, on the way up? To be honest, uh, the A12 is always a nightmare. Because of how many towns it passes by and it's the only road in and out, you always get the the concertina effect of going 70 down to 10, up to 70 down to 10. It's a real it's a real nightmare of a road. I very nearly got into a crash that same night by Colchester on the A12. In fact, I could probably pinpoint the exact junction where Banksy's coach got into a collision because, you know, my, me and my car, which is not a big coach, I had to be really quick on the brakes uh, to be aware of when it was dramatically stopping. So, yeah, shout out to those that unfortunately missed the game. Fortunately, no one got hurt, but the coach obviously took a bit of damage and they didn't make the game. But the good news is they're all right. But, yeah, very very small away attendance for obvious reasons. You know, it's, Ipswich is three hours away on a Tuesday night and there's a World Cup on. Yeah, fair play. I mean, the result, I mean, I, was, I wasn't paying attention because I was busy doing other things, but... You know, trying to keep an eye on the game. I was a bit shocked to see the result, Jeff. Uh, but but chuffed to see Scarlett actually, you know, get on the school sheet. I can see your lips moving. Like I, this band's had more comebacks than Rocky Balboa. <laughs> 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 what I was saying, Jeff, uh, I wasn't really keeping an eye on the game, 
but I was keeping on the result. But I was shocked to see Scarlet on the score sheet, but kind of chuffed at the same time. It's been coming. Yeah, isn't it? you know, I think I think Danny Nicky obviously realised that he was never going to play in the FA Cup. Bigger obviously couldn't play, so it was an ideal game to rest Bishop. Although you know Bishop come on later, um, and he nearly scored from the halfway line, didn't he? He tried one. It was a good effort. Yeah, I think it was going slightly wide. I think it was always yeah, it was, going I wide. I think going to drop wide at the post. Um, speculative. But look, you know, it's a great result. More money in the coffers for um, for hopefully future transfers or or wages. I think that that the t- the total amount we've amassed so far in the cup competitions will pay uh, a player four grand a week on a two-year deal. Yeah. For for. A team like Pompey, that 400 odd k that we're due to bank with with cup runs and and the World Cup money for Joe Morrell, that's a great injection boost. And if you can free up some wages by, you know, maybe Freeman, Tunnicliffe leaving as well, that 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 brings in two quality players into that starting lineup. So winning winning against Ipswich was a was a fantastic result in the end. And also good uh, for Swanson to get on. Oh, what a finish as well. Play him up top. Yeah. I do you know what I was actually if you look at if you look at the the numbers from the outset on a surface level you would you would probably think how on earth have we won that. I was actually really impressed with us Tuesday. In the first 10 15 minutes I thought we were in for a battering because Ipswich were getting around the outside of us, getting behind us. Alubi had two free saves to make early on and I thought, oh my God, we're going to be in for a long one here. And then about 20 minutes in, we solidified the defence. Ipswich still had possession. They still had possession in our half. They still had it the lion's share of, but we stopped them getting clear-cut chances on goal. At some point, we shored up the defence for the amount of Ipswich had the ball, we didn't look scared in defensive posture. We kept them at bay rather well. And then we started to be effective on the transition. Getting the ball into the feet of Dale, who'd carry it 40, 50 yards up the field. Getting behind the Ipswich back three. We created chance after chance on explosive turnovers. Pressing the Ipswich back three, who for some reason were not comfortable on the ball at all. Edmondson giving the ball away at the back. Wolfen didn't give the ball away at the back. I, I really enjoyed this Tuesday because for the amount of possession Ipswich had and near our box, after 20 minutes or so, so for the final 17 minutes, we looked really solid. And that was some of the best football we've played on the counter-attack that I've seen all season against what are good Ipswich players. The, the Scarlet goals really well worked from him. Now, the Scarlet goals about 40 minutes into the match. Between that goal and half-time, we had another two one-on-ones. We could have gone in three 0 up at the break. Yeah. We have more chances up in the second half, again on the breakaway to, to make it more comfortable. In the end, it's good work uh, from Karoma and Swanson to make it 2-0. But for the amount that we were without the ball, I was impressed with us defensively. And on the turnover, we were just lightning quick. And getting behind that back real time, I thought we set up really well the the altered formation probably want to you know I get people want to see us have more of the ball and be a bit more present on the ball but what we did Tuesday worked to perfection so I'm not going to complain 
about driving three hours to Ipswich to watch us have us have 25% possession when we break as well as we did and we come away with a 2-0 win against what was a good Ipswich team. Yeah, that, that, that Ipswich team that started Tuesday w- would be a toxic side in, in the, you know, still a toxic side yeah. in the league. They're, they've got, they're probably the strongest team in, the, in this division. And, you know, Ipswich fans giving it a big one about, oh, well, we made so many changes. They would not complain if those players started in a league match. No. And I, I did see a few comments on social media. Like, I would expect after a win, no matter what competition it's in, some people might actually be happy for five minutes, but no one cares, do it in the league. But, but yeah, but games like this help you in the league, surely for confidence in the squad and everything, you know, and... And, uh, and and form, you know. Surely you want us to get a result and play well. Rocky Seven's just starting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, 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 ho- I'm hoping you can hear us. By the way, we won't know until the end of this recording. It looks, I, I don't think looks there's like a- ever going to be a football game, no matter who it's against, where it is. That I'm going to go. I want Pompey to lose. I mean. Jake Smith said that once. Yeah, Jake Smith said that <laughs> once. I mean, I drove to goddamn Ipswich on a Tuesday night for a Papa John's knockout game while there's a World Cup on. But like, I want to see Pompey win. And we got that. Yeah, but that's because Scotland done at the World Cup. <laughs> I'm sorry. <True. laughs> I'm sorry. Plus, I'm just a, a dirty little glory hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm delighted we won. And I'm delighted that, you know, it would be great for a guy like Oliver Yamey because... He made a couple of important saves early on. He walks away from Portman Road with a clean sheet. It's good for Kieran Freeman, who had a nervy start to the game, settled in well. It'll be good for Karoma, who's faced a lot of criticism recently, who got on the assist sheet to set out Swanson. And we've won another football game. Go- going back to Olobi uh, uh, Amy, he's really impressed me, Jeff. I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, Louis, uh, he said Oliver Amy was impressive. He's, no, he's, yeah. he's really, <laughs> he's really impressed me. No, he's doing every well. Every time I've seen and, him play, you know, they they are looking at sending him out on loan come January. I wouldn't bother. But I'm, then, uh, you know what I'd do? You'd start him. Yeah, I would. And uh, he's given me no reason why I would. I think he'd be comfortable in League One. I really do. Now, he's, he's probably going to be loaned to a League Two team, probably. Um, but that means we've got to bring another goalkeeper in. So you've got to bring another young Premiership goalkeeper in who's maybe fifth choice at a team to, to offer cover. But I, personally, I'd keep him around the building. 100%, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to add to that game, Ryan? Obviously, Ryan, you were there, so... No, just just impressed with the way that we were able to to be under pressure for that long, settle into the game after what was a really poor opening 10-15, and then actually exploit Ipswich, whereas previously Portman Road, we've not had an answer for Ipswich. Certainly since fans have been back at football anyway. I know, I know in, uh, in the lockdown season, we were better. But since Ipswich have built this mega side, we've not quite had an answer there. So to see that gratifying and then you get the added bonus of what is a a favourable draw, not a guaranteed draw, but a favourable draw with Stevenage at home. Anything else, Jeff? No. I've just taken my <laughs> I've just taken my headphones off. 
because I just want to know what it was like without. Obviously, I can hear what you two guys say quite clearly. It's quite loud in here, it's isn't it? It's quite loud. It's a good atmosphere, though. It is loud. Yeah, very loud. Uh, but, but, but good stuff. I, I reckon we're going to go into the uh, Creed series of films after this song. We're, going, we're heading into the Rush Back catalogue after that. <laughs> right, so Ipswich. Uh, that, that's, that's that done with. We progress further in the uh, in the Papa John's Trophy, which is great. Uh, we send our best wishes to Marcus Hardest, by the way, who's out injured for 10 weeks. Moving on. Uh, we <laughs> How's he getting on, Ipswich fans? Anyway, uh, MK on the weekend, FA Cup game again. Uh, another good result. Like I said, you know, Cup... Moving on from that game Tuesday, they, they, they've got a bit of a, a stride in their step and we get a 3-2 win at uh, home against MK Dons. Jeff, you didn't make that game, did you? No, I didn't. know. Obviously, I'll well, come to you first, right? I was assuming you were there. 3-2 uh, win, two penalties. I've spoken to my dad briefly. I haven't, like, I've been I've been so busy. I've not, let me just get, let get this bit out of the way. We, yep, 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 yep. Any more? Encore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, but my dad's my dad's brief was definitely two penalties, clear cut penalties. Oh yeah, both penalties. Yeah. Um, second goal, he was saying to me, MK was a little bit, a little bit sloppy, but fair result. We, you know, we deserved the win. Fully deserved victory, and. No, I, I know. Bad. I know. People might start calling us penalty merchants. I have one very valid suggestion as a response to that: stop fouling us in the box. <laughs> like the, the, these are clear penalties that are being given against us. Yeah. So stop. Stop committing clumsy fouls in the box if you don't want us getting penalties. What was odd about going one 0 down to MK, considering we'd we'd blitzed them for the opening twenty minutes or whatever it was until they scored was that for how good defensively we were against Ipswich, their first goal is a travesty. It's one, it's one risky pass into Mingi, which he then makes an even worse pass out of unloading the ball. And then even with the back three, it's one straight pass through the back three, and it's one I've nil. seen, I saw. It's very, considering how well we defended for 75 minutes against Ipswich, to do that 20 minutes and he gets them, okay, like I saw people oh, okay. giving Raggett grief for that. But actually, when you when you watch the highlights back, it's it's hesitation from Clark Robertson. Yeah. And yeah. then and then okay, you could argue Raggett could have done better, and he probably should have done better. But Robertson for me could have one side step to the right or tracked his runner. That ball's cut out. And, and Raggett, you see Raggett having a right go at Robertson after that goal's conceded. But look, we regrouped. We, we, we got straight back into the oh, game. Straight back into it. Rico Hackett, he, he, he didn't lash that ball into the net. Passed he it. passed the it composure in. composure was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you first know. touch as well. I heard good things about Rico yesterday. And, yeah. And Mingi yeah. did brilliantly to make up for you know his part in that goal. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lovely floated ball over the top. You know, Rico Hackett passed that in from what 20, 23 yards out. Yeah, and coming, the goalkeeper was rooted. He, he, that that was a sumptuous pass. Yeah, and and look, Jay Mingy atoned for his obvious error in in the build up to their goal. 
by by driving into the box, drawing the foul, getting the first penalty, and he was just a man on fire after that. Yeah, and outside he, of that mistake, he was he was really you know, good, you, really good. Jay Mingy is a very you know I would say accomplished defensive midfielder when he when he has to play that role, but when you take the shackles off him and say go out there and and. Uh, express yourself and impose yourself onto the game and play your style of football. He, he's he's as good as any attacking central midfield player coming from that eight position. You know, not not so much a ten, but that num- that number eight cent- central midfield player driving through. And you know, he by driving through, he's drawing in two, maybe three players from the opposition, which yeah. then frees up space elsewhere. So yeah, you know. I think it was after Forest Green. I said, we've got a couple of players in this side that can drag the team upfield with their passing. Mingi's the best player in dragging this team up the field on the ball. Like, just quite literally picking up the ball on the halfway line and taking it 30 yards. Or picking up the ball 30 yards from goal and bringing it into the box. When he drives on the ball, I'd like to see at the end of the season, I don't know if someone collates this information, the amount of fouls committed against each Pompey player because I guarantee even though Mingi doesn't start most games I, I think he'll still be top of that list by the yeah, end of the season yeah, yeah. his ankles must look fucking awful because <laughs> they are constantly going for yeah. him there was another I think there was another two bookings Saturday uh, against fouls made on Mingi you go back to the Derby game how many cynical fouls were made against Mingi in that game McGoldrick nearly sent him into the shadow realm with one with one of the the lunges he made he didn't make contact but he certainly went to do him as the phrase goes so it was it was disappointing to concede that one goal that opening goal against MK because by far the better side the only side in it we were getting into the box we are asking questions Curtis had <coughs> missed a big chance a minute before uh, I will give him an honourable mention though he was all over the pitch on Saturday he was playing like a man who was hungry for it uh, I'd also give a mention to Denver Humes crossing. Good Lord. Oh, the how refreshing can, was it to see him back oh, out there? The guy can put a ball in the box. Like four crosses in the opening half hour, finding their targets every time. And playing in that wing back system, so we played like a 3 4 1 2, hack it in behind the two forwards of Curtis and Bishop. Hume can run that flank by himself. And I've just, he's uh, getting up and down, and his cross oh, is fantastic. I've just watched the highlights back again while we sat here. What a goal that was to back it. Right, honestly, the first touch to bring it down... That was class. He's, he's, in, he's basically, I know there are defenders either side of him, but they're spaced out wide enough that he's basically one-on-one with the keeper. And it's just a really composed finish. That looks like a man that's banging 20 in a season, yeah. that sort of finish. And bring that this, into the this league. This what we keep saying. Like, If defenders go toe-to-toe with him, he's in trouble. Yeah. But if you give him space to open up the left foot... He's got he delivers, yeah, and he's done. He's done it I, against. I also, Saturday. I also, because we obviously, I know we're quick to criticise our goalkeeper sometimes, but he made a cracking save towards the end. He, he did, did a big save. Yeah. Well, when when we turned off, the only the only problem we have with this system we've adopted in the past couple of games <clears throat> is when you play, you know, back five, back three, whatever you want to call it, and you play two up top, your wing backs don't necessarily have a wide man to go forward to, which means... Oh, how's he missed that? Farron Torres... We're watching the Spain-Germany game. Farron Torres is... Honestly, watch this back. He's absolutely fluffed it. In the second half, there was no one coming out into like a half-wing position 
to give Swanson somewhere to offload the ball forward. So he's, he's trying to play these risky passes back into the centre. We're turning the ball over. In that final 20 minutes, it was an awful 20 minutes in the end. Even Cowley said this in his post-match, saying we, we did not close that game out well enough. But that's because we get the ball out to the flanks to try and engage the transition. There's no one, there's no one going out wide to give the offload to. So we're going back inside. MK squeezing us out. They're turning the ball over in our half every time. Their second goal's poor defensively. How can you be unmarked when there's that many defenders in the box? There's players and on their asses. Honestly, you like, the you, you, we've seen this episode before. Pompey with a 3-1 lead at Fratton Park. I started putting Milton Keynes in my phone for the sat-nav. I was like, here, here we fucking go. There's going to be eight people at Stadium MK I for a reason. I can't confirm he did actually do that. Cause that's he that's the thing. Because <laughs> when those substitutions were made, when Hume came off and Ogilvy came on, social media was, was awash with announced draw, announced equaliser for MK Dons. Oh, we're drawing this. came mighty close. And, and it was just negativity straight away. Now, if, if that was the reaction on social media of people who weren't even there, you know, you had to go, oh, unfortunately I wasn't there yesterday, but, you know, how was that? in the stands how, how does that negativity then transpose itself onto the field and therefore the players start to get edgy they naturally start dropping back Play, players I've got this really bad habit of when they when they're hold, holding out for the win they just think they've got to drop back and drop back and drop back and in the end they're, but they're, are they told to do that though it's, I think it's natural players would naturally just drop back to their own 18 yard box because they wanted to defend the goal and they wanted to protect that lead but by doing that it invites teams on and, and we know MK are, are a team that like possession we know they're a team that will work it work it from left to right and they'll prod and probe you can't do that against teams like MK Ipswich you, you've got to still play that high line you've still got to play those principles that you've had for the you know 65 70 minutes that's got you into that good position because that's why you're 3-1 up that's why you're 2-0 up you know in those games and you know by sticking to those principles you don't allow them when they're throwing the kitchen sink at you they're throwing the kitchen sink at you from 60 yards away from your goal rather than 22 yards away from your goal yeah what was wild about that final 20 was that they were playing exclusively in our half we had guys like Karoma on the field. Now, when you've got a wide back free like MK, Karoma getting it on his right foot is actually ideal because there will be space. There will be green grass for him to exploit. We couldn't get the ball in his feet to to go against uh, a tired, exposed back free. So that final 20, it was, it was this weird, going back to what Jeff was asking about, what was it like in the stadium? It was this weird juxtaposition between switching from, can you not wait the fuck up, but also doing a... Uh, sort of a Morecambe second half style of all the fans getting behind the team non-stop singing because they knew we were in a bad spot they knew we were clinging on I was like right let's just join the effort get over the line here and it was weird because th there was still so much space to exploit we were almost playing our way out of making it more comfortable for ourselves because we could have just sodded off down the field and ended it but I don't want I don't want that final twenty to detract away from what was a deserved win. That first seventy minutes was really fun stuff to watch. The first half we were fantastic. The start to the second half with the one goal lead to play right through them and get again another clear penalty. If, if Bishop's not taken down from behind, he's one on one with the goalkeeper. I mean, the second one was a little bit questionable. 
I have to say, watching it back. Problem is, if a ball's being threaded through to you in the box and a defender comes in from behind... Anywhere else on the pitch, of course, a tackle from behind is a free kick. But, I mean, that it's anywhere else kick. on the pitch, that challenge isn't getting given for me. But, it's, but the rules are you can't tackle from behind yeah. anymore. You cannot, so it's a free kick. Any challenge from behind is a free kick. So, therefore, he got tackled from behind in the penalty area. He got brought down as a penalty. I mean, I just, all I'm saying is that was given against us. I would have been a little bit annoyed. I'd be but more annoyed of how we got into that position anyway. That's fair enough. The what? first one, absolutely all day long. Yeah. But, there yeah, you go. I'd but, be more but annoyed. The positives, two good finishes. Two good finishes from Colby. Uh, a really good finish from Rico. Apart from the final twenty, even up until you know, even with going one 0 down, they shouldn't have. We shouldn't have gone one 0 down. We were we were all over them so for seventy minutes of that game. We were fun to watch. We were on top, and that was a fully deserved, if not scary, victory in the end. My, uh, like I said, I was getting my pre-podcast brief for my dad, obviously, because he was there yesterday as well. And he was mentioning uh, the wingers for MK were, were a nightmare when they come forward. Yeah, Dan Harvey on the left is always a good watch. Yeah, He's got so much energy. He's one of the guys that can really get up and down and cover a flank by himself. He was. I remember watching Harvey when we lost at Stadium MK uh, last year, I think it was. And yeah, he, he's, he's got so, so much on him in terms of legs. Rocky's back again. <laughs> Where's Jeff yeah. gone? <laughs> uh, MK are always like I will maintain that MK are a fun side to watch. Yeah, but still struggling in the league, aren't they? Yeah, but that, it's all, like their owners spoken previously about the financial problems at MK, their attendance versus their stadium. Well, they've got more players and they've got fans. Well, they're, exactly. They like, sold sold a player for quite a lot. <laughs> Which one but was the, that? the Twine money? That? The, the Twine money did not go back <laughs> into the side. Scott Twine. <laughs> It's been a four long million pounds. <laughs> like that, four million pounds is no. That hasn't gone back into the. Oh, oh Germany oh, leading! Wow, Rudiger needed that. There's, there's no way that money's gone back into the side because most of the side is still there. Like if you look at the acquisitions, there's no way they've spent that four million. A lot of that money's gone to propping the club's finances up, which has left them in the lurch this season because their best assets have gone. Yes, while they've still got a fairly good team, like with the team they've got on them, they shouldn't be where they are. I'll say that now. The team MK have got on them. They should not be in the in the relegation zone or oh, there been thereabouts. Re- it's been reviewed. Has it been reviewed? I mean, any side. Yeah, yeah, it's good side. <laughs> oh, no, it's gone. It's so a goal. M- MK are fun to watch, but once again, they just hate defending. They're allergic to it. Oh, he's, oh, yeah, he is offside. he's off. He's off. Yeah. So I hate VAR, but on this occasion, that's right. It, he is off. It's the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, it has been rolled off. Yeah, it has been. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, it just sucks the fun out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's offside. But who, who are you going to give grief to when it's clearly offside, but they give it still? That's no fun. Get rid of it. I tell you what, <laughs> keep us out of the Premier League as long as we can, please. I don't want. I cannot. Can you imagine that at Fratton Park? Can you imagine? The oh thing my is, God! If it's offside, <laughs> it's offside. Yeah, but like, can you imagine VAR ruling a goal? Oh, you'd hate it. I'd Fratton Park. I'd be, you know, I'd be fuming. But again. If it's all, it's, oh, yeah, it no. sucks, but that's what it is. No, thanks. But yeah, while, while MK are fun to watch, you can see why they struggle because I hate defending. They're also pretty crap at it. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you seen MK concede goals by 
the, the transition coming out from the, the back three into the, the single pivot in the midfield and they lose it at that point. Well, and the it last, is, yeah, it's, it's quickly gone in. In the yeah. last three years of their existence, quite a few times. It's, well, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. It, but they stick to their principles and they play the same way. So you, you know that if you, if you get your high press right, if you get your high press right, you're going you're gonna to have a chance. And I'd also say for, for some of the things raised about Cowley recently, and we ourselves have raised them and they have been correct about his adaptability to evolving game circumstances and the way different teams play, I was very impressed this week because we've played two sides that will play a possession-oriented back three that will flood the midfield, that will seek to essentially suffocate you in your own half. I've been impressed that Cowley's changed the system he's changed some of the players he's brought in some players who would have more of an effect upon the game to you know drive through the banks like Mingy did to get out into wide positions but quality balls behind the defense into the box like Bishop did it's it's been a very rewarding week as a Pompey fan to to win two cup games especially if you went to uh, both games such as I did it's it's very good to get that return and we we have adapted and we've won both games as a result I I uh I, I briefly had a thought that did he did he also look at the the switch in formation against Ipswich? I know Owen Dale was played right wing back at, in uh, you know that game, but yesterday life without Owen Dale, what formation are you going to do? And I think if Owen Dale does go back to Blackpool, I I, I do believe the three four three or the three four one two is the way we need to go with, with Swanson and Hume as, as the outlets on the wings Swanson's progression is extraordinary for a guy who I'm not saying he had nothing because obviously he was getting on the Arsenal bench and he was playing all of their uh, Europa youth games so clearly there's there's a guy there I'm not, I'm not saying there wasn't but adapting to men's football is something that many players have failed to do Miguel Aziz being a prime example the way Swanson went from we cannot play him because it's too much for risk to essentially being a lockdown starter right now. Yeah. Like a, a goal on Tuesday <coughs> to seal things. A very sturdy performance on Saturday when he's basically alone on the flank. Yes, he had a, a bit of a poorer second half, but again, he's got he had no outlet in the second half when we decided to make things hard for ourselves. But over his development is fantastic, and I, I, by the time Rafty actually gets back, I think Rafty will end up, you know, still going back into the starting spot. But Zach Swanson is certainly become Zach Swanson's status has changed from development player to future starter. Like he's no longer a guy you think about sending on loan to a League Two club or whatever. He's he's not really no. out of his depth right now as a League One player. He he's going to be. You know, I say three years, but it'll be quicker than three years. He will be the starting right back for Pompey for for many seasons to come. And the good news uh, is, and, and he's a saleable asset now. Yeah, and and if he does, uh, and if we don't go up two to three years, if he if he can continues his progression in the way he has, then I can see a mid to high end championship side coming in for him. So a few people question why do we sign him? No, no, that 
you've got to you've got to give guys a chance like that to physically and saying. mentally adapt. To a football. few people said that, and yeah. now that now I've heard a few people turn their opinion. Oh, please no. You uh, can't because playing against teenagers in youth leagues and development leagues is so different to the blood and thunder of week in week out grown men's professional football. It's so different, and Zach's taken into it really well. Fair play. So wrapping up that game, uh, good result. Uh, so on to the next one then uh, next game for Pompey will be a trip to the fantastic place uh, only because it's got a decent bar during the day uh, if you pub. know you know uh, if you know you on, know if 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 or when they bring in the uh, the added time on from the World Cup into league football <laughs> you know you 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 if you go up on the train you're gonna have to book the train for two hours after coming back the game should have finished because there'll be that much added time on at Wickham. Like I, each I half another be, 90 minutes. Yeah, each I mean, half would be an hour long. If, if I was going, I'd just pop off to the pub while the added time was going on. You know, just a waste <laughs> a bit of time. Uh, I'll let you know how it goes. If you know, you know. Yeah, do it, mate. You can treat yourself. Anyway, at Wickham, then. Uh, next one for Pompey. Uh, half 12 kickoff. Isn't this a, a maelstrom of oh dear? Mm. It's Wickham on the telly. Yeah. It's, a half tw- it's an early kickoff. Don't bet on it. Don't, don't bet on the early kickoff. <laughs> Uh, look at their last. There could be two very disappointing games on that Sunday. I mean, you know, Pompey at midday in England at going 7 p.m. On, going on form, right? Pompey have obviously bounced back, done a couple of good results in the in the cup competitions. Wickham have struggled a bit um, recently. They lost to Cheltenham. They they beat Forest Green, but I mean, I could probably. They're joking. I could probably. Be- I, I have no idea how this is structured. <laughs> just say, let's just ride the I, story. I'd hate to be living across the street because at 2 a.m. they're rounded. They're just going to start doing Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> but there was their results recent, as of recent haven't been okay. Have been great. It's probably you know. I mean, it's got to be a win for Pompey, surely. Not an easy place to go though. The thing is. What I've been saying for a while now is that against high teams, against expansive teams, against teams that will want to come at you and break quickly, we get into we we are far more effective. You know, we played a good Ipswich side who are high and expansive. We got the win. We played MK Dons who are high and expansive. We got the win. We played Derby who are quick on the break, leaving gaps in behind. We got a draw. But then you play Morecambe, you play Oxford, you play Shrewsbury, you play Forest Green, you play Charlton. We get barely anything in those games apart from you know, a couple of draws and a victory against Forest Green, which was as tight as it gets. Playing Wickham, we're not playing a high team, we're not playing an expansive team. This is going to be another stubborn grinder. That's my worry for this game. So we, we can talk about should we win this game? Well, actually, Wickham are not too bad I mean they're, they're mid-table they're not that far off the playoffs it's not as if their season's over they're what five points off the playoffs with 19 games played they're, they're still a contender but we know what Wickham are and we know what we struggle against so we're in for a long I was going to say 90 minutes we're in for a long <laughs> 135 minutes against Wickham Fergie time because we do better against sides that come at us and we're not going to be playing a Wickham side that's going to come at us. They're going to slow the game down. It's going to be hard to break down. And we've got to try and find a way through that. And recently, 
we've not found that way through. Uh, Jeff, what's your thoughts on the game? Let's wrap this up quickly. Exactly what Ryan said. They're, they're going to be frustrating. They're going to uh, slow the game down. And it, we're at our best when we're playing this high-tempo, ING attacking football. And we've seen that, our blistering start to the season. That's how we were playing. And then all of a sudden we start slowing it down. And that's not our game. It's going to be a frustrating game. And, and it's going to be, for me, it's going to be another Derby-esque, nil-nil type affair. And probably one, one goal either way in it. Now, I hope I'm totally wrong. And I hope we come out in the blocks and we blitz them for the first 25, 30 minutes. We go a goal up, and I know I always say this, you go a goal up, but then they've got to come at you. They're not going to sit back at 1-0 down. That's when the gaps will start opening up in this Wickham team. Because um, for how good they are about getting men behind the ball and sitting defensively and putting those two banks of four in, offensively, when they're going forward, they leave those gaps, and that's where I think the likes of Dale, Scarlett, you know, Curtis, if he's on the left wing, if we are going full back to a 4-4-2, we'll be able to exploit those areas. There you go. And what's your pre-match prediction, Ryan? Is it that come on home? Nil-nil. Oh, wow. That's the first time you've gone for a nil-nil draw, I think. Yeah, it's been a long, been a long time since I predicted a nil-nil, yeah. But... I see it's I mean, been uh, another he, stubborn struggle. He's usually not far off, is he? So, what are you going for? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be at a push a one-nil game, but more than likely a nil-nil. I'm, I'm going to be a bit more optimistic. Go for one-all. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, oh, stretching with me, Madry. Uh, features. Uh, I I expect. There'll be, uh, when it comes to yours, Ryan, I expect there's quite a few contenders this week. And someone did kind of like ask for double order of the week, which we'll get to in a second. But Jeff, let's go for your third eyes. Um, against Derby. Curtis shithouse in the Derby corner taker on 35 minutes. Um, I, can't, I think it's how uh, Howen was, was about to take the corner. And Curtis was in his ear give him a load of verbals and and you know he had the classic hand over the mouth giving giving um yeah it's half time Liam oh shit it, sorry the, the <laughs> are, it, these are replays Liam that was half an hour ago good shot though <laughs> um and obviously in the second half Pompey fans singing scummer songs to McGoldrick who is aptly joining in uh you know tapping his hand against his thigh then, they're then doing the old I'm falling asleep routine um, and everything else. And then a familiar face in the Derby dugout. Richie Barker was back at... Uh, oh, bloody hell, yeah. Richie Barker was back at, at PO4. Oh, Barker uh, out. Oh, yeah. Um, and against Ipswich, I mean Ipswich. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, only one, really. Oh, feisty one. They kept saying, the commentary team kept saying that Swanson was on loan from Arsenal. I mean, it doesn't. It honestly doesn't take that long to look it up. What is it, right, with opposition commentary and even just commentary teams on TV getting things wrong about our players? Um, oh, MK Dons yesterday, Mengi on their social media. Oh, we had yeah. a new player called Mengi. 
I mean, what was it on Sky the other day? Uh, 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 there was one. There was one. Of the commentaries calling Josh Griffiths. Josh Griffith. No, <laughs> Josh Griff. Griffith. Griffith. Yeah, I was I've, like, what? <laughs> I think it <laughs> once again highlights <coughs> the uh, the level of the commentary team we have in Andy and Guy for oh, a League One absolutely club. Absolutely brilliant. Like for a League One club, they are very good at what they do. Where you go, you go and listen to other commentary, and you're like. Like this is awful. I love Andy Moon. Oh, does he listen to this, to this podcast? Oh, he does. Hi, Andy. Thanks for listening, mate. No, he's he's, uh, he's a good lad, our Andy. The, the whole team at, at Solent, uh, uh, good commentary team there. But moving on. Uh, yeah, anything else? No, that's it. Uh, I have one contribution to Third Eye. I've got as one as it well. Pertains to player names. Uh, Pompey's number twenty-five has had about sixteen different names this season. On Tuesday, Ipswich, he had a he got his seventeenth surname of the season when he was formally announced as Jay Mingai. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing would beat the Forest Green one, though. And I, I very much enjoyed the Ipswich announcer's pronunciation of Josh Alubiemi when it was Josh. Anyway, also on the bench is <laughs> just fucking gave up on the it. The best one though this season has been Forest Green. Oh, Forest Green, Josh the twelve-year-old kid. <laughs> um, I, I I thought this is a nice one. I like the uh, there's a couple of things at the game yesterday that I like. Ronan Curtis coming out of his baby that was nice to see, and obviously I've seen this quite a lot recently. Uh, Carby Bishop coming up with the ear defenders on. Obviously the kid was wearing them. I thought that was a nice touch as well. Don't we saw that. Yeah, what was the... Uh, I missed it. What was the... So, I, I think, uh, from just from what I've seen and read before, I don't know if it's the same yesterday, but um, especially with autistic children, I'm just assuming that's possibly what. Um, you know, they they, they, like, they wear defenders obviously, because of loud noises. Like my, my little boy, who we're getting him tested for at the moment, so he hates loud noises. So I assume, obviously, that kid had to wear them for the day, and obviously he's walking out with Colby, and Colby's for making him feel a bit more comfortable, which is a lovely touch, I think. Really nice. Uh, love, I love seeing things like that. Um, yeah, so that's my contribution to Third Eye. Um, number Third Eye is Jeff has booked a pub where there's a bloody gig on on a right, Sunday. The music's normally <laughs> finished by seven. <laughs> I'm joking, mate. It's fine. It's what, this is what makes our podcast, right? The first ever podcast we did was sat next to a fucking hand dryer. Now we're sat in the middle of Glastonbury. Ryan, Ryan double dinner of the week. I might give Dub of the Week to this group for being able to milk this gig for God knows how long. <laughs> she was fine, dancing mate. on the table just a minute ago. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. A 60-year-old oh, woman. She I, was, I, I say well. 60, but... Oh. No, I'm joking, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she had the motor off. <laughs> oh, you missed it. It's too late. Oh. <laughs> there it again. <laughs> right, Dub of the Week. Uh, to be honest, I am... Scrambling for both of these. I haven't really got any clear standouts. Oh, wait, I do actually, because we got tweeted one earlier. <laughs> but I like the tweet. Uh, yeah, Mitchell Mitchell Wardby. I, I hope I've got the pronunciation right on that. Uh, tweeted us early saying, Hi, guys. I got married yesterday. Can I get a double din of the week? You decide. <laughs> now, as you're low being, on numbers, being a in- bastard, I might give him both. Yeah. Because he'll get din of the week for being a beg. <laughs> and asking for double, uh, double, like asking for a double dinner of the week should be enough to get you dinner of the week. It's also dinner of the week for getting married. 
<laughs> but he's also getting dub of the week because he got married and he has his partner for life. Best of luck to him and hopefully what be you know what is a prosperous family in the future. So Mitchell, because I didn't really have any clear standouts before it, you can have dub and dinner of the week. You can have dub of the week for getting married, and you can have dinner of the week for getting married. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a late uh, a serious contender in, obviously on top of that. I think Jay Mingy gets a deserved venture because yeah, the way he's, he's, he's had a great week. The way he's come through well, great great few games. Obviously yeah. fitness and everything else being you know, not getting he's taken his chances so well and I can't wait to see more of him because he yeah. looks like a serious player. And what a find that is. Whoever's obviously counting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Danny Cowley wants to tie him down to a long-term deal, doesn't he? And I'm not surprised. And I'd be all over. It'd be one of the first the first names I'd sign up. You know, great player. So I'd, I'd give uh, Jamie... We won't talk about the circumstances of his signing. Maybe, I didn't want to mention that, but you've mentioned it. Uh, but, Jeff, have you got any other contenders to double deal of the week? No. Nope. You sure? Positive. <laughs> right. Why, uh, should I? No, I'm just, just checking. Uh, any other business then, lads? Anything else going on we want to talk about this week? Uh, I'll check my notes. So I was, I was going to mention the the crash of Banks' bus on the A12, but we already went through that. So Did you see. like the memes, by the way, on Twitter in the week of uh, the mask being removed from Gareth Southgate to be oh, yes. greeted with Kenny Jacket? Did you see them? <laughs> that, was, that was definitely uh, good content on Pompey Twitter uh, which well, is this, this is probably the first and last time this podcast will be on during a World Cup and during a, a gig as well indeed <laughs> <laughs> now thanks for bearing with us look uh, we could have quite easily walked away and, and, and done this another day but we needed to get a podcast out so thank you for for staying tuned if you have uh, although we do have a problem next week oh oh, done I've got another third eye did you see Pompey made it to a uh, Footy scran in the week as well. Oh, that, with that horrendous hell. cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think it was James who got a burger in the north stand, and the bun is about two and a half size, uh, two and a half times the size of the actual yeah. beef patty. But we are a generous club, though, and I will not, I will not have any slander for this burger because do you know how generous we are? We put two slices of cheese on that burger <laughs> for him. And James actually tweeted yesterday. Uh, after last week's Burger Gate, can confirm they've improved their cheeseburgers a lot by adding bacon and hash brown into it. So uh, we've gone from that, which uh, yeah, we've gone from that uh, to that. Yeah, <laughs> and this burger looks a lot more appetising. Some yeah. improvement, uh, but yeah, there you go. That that just about wraps up, really. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to add? We may have a problem for next week, on the condition that England qualify top of the group. Unless I'm mistaken, the game would be at 7 p.m. Sunday. Yeah, we're doing the podcast on the Monday. Oh, are we? Are we yeah. already? All yeah. right, cool. <laughs> we don't have a problem next week, gentlemen. Dinner of the week. Dinner of the week. Someone's not reading their messages. I mean, I'm an awful for that. But lads, all right, let's uh, let's enjoy the rest of this gig. And thank you, Poppy fans, for catching up. I'm sorry we've been away for a week. Like I said, we've been uh, busy with life, but... We'll be back uh, for another episode of Three Lads in the Pub. Ryan, thank you, mate. Thank you, folks. And Ryan, you're not Ryan, you're Jeff. Jeff Din. The Fuses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff Harris as well, thank you very much. And thank you to the guys at the Shepherd's Crook. And what was the band called as well? Uh, I'm not sure if this is a different band, but Same when Rob. we walked in, it was Mama Bell. 
Yeah, big shout out to those guys. Uh, sounding great on a Sunday. Uh, thank you very much, like I said, to listen to Three Lads in the Pub, and we'll see you soon. Play out, Pumpy. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.